This is the Prestigious Initiative. Welcome. I'm Chris Bean, and here with me is Chris Kent. Hello, Mr. Kent. Hello, sir. Today, we are going to continue our discussion about creativity. And in this episode today, we're going to specifically talk about overcoming creative blocks. So essentially, when you're trying to be creative or um, create something new, which I, I suppose would also be creative, and you're stuck, you, you have a block, a mental block or a physical block, a, a time block, you know, something that you can't get past. And so we're going to talk a little bit about kind of what to do and how to continue to explore your exploration of being creative and kind of go around and unlock those blocks that you may be going through. Yes, sir. Yeah, I think the first step there is identifying what we would call a creative block or identifying that you are experiencing this kind of creative block. And sometimes that's a problem because those creative blocks can take many different forms. You know, sometimes we are the thing that is blocking us. Sometimes external things are blocking us. Sometimes other people are blocking us. Times of day, seasons, there's so many different ways that we can be blocked creatively. And so in order to first, in order to overcome these creative blocks, we need to first identify what they are. And, you know, we kind of talked about this in the, in the previous episode, when you're sitting down to be creative, try to consciously eliminate distractions or things that could cause those blocks to start with, which is probably the preemptive step into overcoming these creative blocks. But again, if we are in situations where we find ourselves to be less creative or having trouble being creative, it's probably because we're being blocked by something. So you first need to figure out what it is that's blocking you and the different ways that those blocks can show up and, you know. You know, speaking of that, uh, creative blocks, I have found in the past that being, trying to wait for the time to be perfect or waiting for the idea to be perfect or waiting for me to have that new pen or new paper to write on or whatever, whatever the thing is for the perfect scenario all to come into play before I do anything. And sometimes you just got to do it. There's, I mean, what, what do they say? The enemy of perfection is doing. I'm, I, that's not right at all, but. <laughs> um, yeah. Try again. Yeah. Try again later. Yeah, I'll try again later. Be, be more creative about that one. It'll come to me. Um, but anyways, the the idea or mindset that you have to wait for something to be perfect or whether it's the idea, the timing, the the atmosphere, whatever, just do it. Just, it, it's, I, in our, in our quote unquote day jobs, I, I, we talk about perfectionism sometimes. And as humans, I don't think perfect is something that humans can be like, that's not a box that we can put ourselves in and, and striving for that or wanting that or desiring that perfect, whatever is just setting you up for failure. Can't be perfect. So don't wait for the perfect time. Don't wait for the perfect, you know, idea, whatever, just do something, put an idea down on paper, whether it's now, you know, whatever, like the timing doesn't have to be, oh, I had to wait. It's not, it's not, no, just do it. Just do it now. Don't wait for perfect. Perfect came and went and is gone or, or is, is never going to happen again or whatever, however you want to think about it. But for me, once I kind of understood that perfect was not a, a place that I can be or that really probably humans can be, that helped tremendously just with a mindset of, of not striving for perfect. 
Right. Yeah. You can, you know, I'm not sure the phrase quite that you were looking for there, but you could wait forever for things to be perfect and never end up doing the thing because they never were quite perfect. But you could also just do the thing in ideal or less than ideal or any kind of circumstance. And then at the end of the day, you can say you did the thing rather than having never done the thing because you're waiting for so long. And we've talked before too about the idea that motivation follows action. And I think that might translate a little bit into creativity too. You know, sometimes you just got to start doing it. And then maybe that's the first block that we can talk about here is just the, the block of, of fear of, or fear of not the right circumstance or, you know, a better way to put that. But, you know, that could be one of the blocks is that you've been waiting for it to be perfect for so long. You never did it because things never ended up being perfect, which by the way, they're never going to be perfect. You're never going to have that perfect time. It just doesn't happen. Well, and, and for me, this is kind of where that iterative testing that we've talked about a handful of times before it really comes into play. I'll try it. Nope, that didn't work. Okay, fine. I, I did something. Did I fail? Probably. Was I fear, fearful of failing? Yeah, maybe a little bit, but I did it. And that, that little bit that I did, while it was terrible, it was absolutely wrong and, and not helpful at all in terms of succeeding with whatever it is, it got me forward a little bit. And that would iterate and, and, and adjust and, okay, now do this one. And then, nope, that didn't work either. Iterate and test and, and and then continue on down that path. And so, you know, if you are stuck because your your fear is, is you know, you're afraid of failing or you're waiting for that perfect. And I mean, really at some point you have to ask yourself, are you waiting for X, Y, Z, A, B, C to happen? Are you fear, is your is the fear lion failing or are you just putting this off because it's not something you actually want to do or it's not something you know, that is, is whatever, right? Just try something, put something down on the paper. They could be wrong 10 ways a Sunday. Oh, well do it anyways. Yeah. You know, how many times do you think about doing something? And again, the motivation follows action. Once you start doing a little bit, it helps you to get to doing more. So maybe you just need to start the act of doing it. And it's going to help to release those creative thoughts and creative ideas and put you better in that creative mindset. And, you know, that's just one of those forms of the creative blocks we can we can you know we can we can come across other things that can be you know maybe even your self-doubt so you just don't think that you're ready to make that thing or you don't think you can create anything that's good or or you're afraid that what you create won't be perfect so you're not waiting for the perfect time but you want whatever it is to be perfect again it's not going to happen you're not going to create the perfect thing maybe you execute your idea very well but it's not going to be perfect in in every respect so just get on with it Start working and, and don't let that hold you back either. Um, I think that's a, a few common or maybe more prevalent reasons why we become afraid to be creative. And other times things that you don't necessarily realize or there are external things. And so being able to identify that again is, is, is powerful. So taking some time to maybe research common creative blocks or how other people have overcome the creative blocks can be a helpful way for you to identify your own creative block and then start to work your way through that, around that, over that, or completely crush whatever that thing might be. And, you know, one way that helps to kind of overcome those creative blocks is to foster a creative mindset. Building a creative mindset is, I think, essential for overcoming those creative blocks. And, and what, do, what do I mean by fostering a creative mindset? Basically, you allow in my in my own mind, in my own sense of this um, kind of my idea or mindset is 
you allow you yourself to be creative. It's like you, I'm sure the time has happened to you where you have thought about, you know, a, a way to solve a problem. And before you are, before you allow yourself to speak whatever that potential problem solving method is, you cut yourself down. No, that won't work. No, that doesn't work. No, this doesn't work. No, no. And you get lots of no's and you're telling yourself no. Allow the creativeness to happen, right? Just say it. Okay, this. And then perhaps you are in, a, in an atmosphere where you can speak back and forth to somebody. Or maybe you're just talking out loud just because you're trying to work out whatever the problem is. But not to cut down any potential ideas before you have really thought them through. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, you're going to think of, you know, a, a, a bad idea. And obviously it's a bad idea because it just it won't work to fix whatever it is. But that doesn't mean that you just you don't give it any credit or you don't give it the time to actually, you know, perhaps fulfill its opportunity to see if it does work. Right. How many times, you know, have we told have been told that accidents are, are the the reason that we have so many really creative things because they were trying to make Y and in the path of making Y they failed and they came up with X instead. And we love X because it's the best thing ever. Like what post-it notes. They weren't trying to make post-it notes, but they made post-it notes. It was an accident. It was it was by you know, it was a byproduct of whatever else it is that they were trying to make. So Sometimes failure isn't necessarily, oh man, back to the drawing board. Maybe maybe failure is just a pivot to allow something else to happen. So again, for me, that fostering a creative mindset is allowing those ideas and thoughts or whatever it is that you are that you are experiencing to happen and let them happen. Don't cut them down before they have a chance to 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 grow and to to foster into whatever else they might become. Absolutely. Fostering that creative mindset doesn't mean that we're only looking for only trying to do great creative things sometimes allowing yourself to make five bad things before you get to that one good thing is part of the process that fear of making something bad can hold you back from making anything at all so allowing yourself to make 12 bad things before you get to the 13th thing that actually is pretty good or making the 12 bad things and realizing, oh, the seventh one actually wasn't bad. It was, wasn't what I was trying to do, but it was something good. And fostering that mindset and allowing for that failure and accepting it as part of the process too. You know, we talked last episode about, um, we, we defined it as nurturing your creativity. And these two things kind of go hand in hand and kind of feeding into that, not just the positive side of it, but the other side of it as well that could end up being something different than what you think, you know, talking about shifting your perspective and and becoming more curious or allowing yourself to be more curious as you're trying to still develop this creative mindset and foster this mindset. And I think that's important in developing new strategies and finding new ways to be creative that maybe you wouldn't have thought of or wouldn't have experienced if you tried to hold yourself in that box of trying to make the perfect thing or make exactly what you wanted. Just let it happen. It's part of the flow of creativity is you don't always know what's going to happen. Just let it run its course. I think it's important too. You know, I think that builds right into the next point, which is, you know, perhaps coming up or, or, or thinking of ways to ignite inspiration, right? It, it, I'm sure, I'm not one of these people, but I'm sure that somebody can sit down with an empty notepad in front of them and their pen 
in a blank mind and take two or three, five notes, and, and in 10 minutes, they'll have a, a fabulously creative and, and diverse story of, of ideas. I am not one of those people. For me, the way I get inspiration for ideas or, or, or whatever it is, is Google, Google image. You know, I would just Google whatever the kind of idea is and see what other people have done and then let my own creativeness put its own spin on that or mm-hmm. meld or mesh, combine together four, five, eight, twelve 12 different ideas into one and then try another way. Uh, you know, th- for me personally is I will see what somebody else has done and I will do my best to replicate that exactly. And in the process of replicating whatever it is exactly, that'll give me the idea to, or give me the, not idea, it'll give me the opportunity to go through perhaps the process that they did. And in going through the process that they did, I can see some divergent paths that I have the opportunity to take if I so choose. And sometimes I will do it exactly the way I've seen it done you know, I, I find a, you know, whatever it is I like, pow, okay, great. I'm going to do that exactly or best I can. And then I'll do that. And then I'll say, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll live with that for, you know, whatever it is. And okay, okay, I like this part of it, but I don't like this. I like this part, but I don't like this. And I think I would do this differently. And then in the process of making that or building whatever it is, I get to interact with it, how, whatever that person did. I get to see a little bit of the building process that went into it. And then again, I can leave it as is, or I can use it and say, okay, this works, this works, this works, but those things don't work. Back to the drawing board. Or allow myself to, to come at it from a different angle. And everybody is different. And so for me, when I'm experiencing this or I'm looking for ideas or, or, or inspiration, I'll see what other people do. And again, I will like, oh, I like this, but I would have done this or this or this differently. And and in living with a, you know, a, a fostering a creative mindset, I will allow those ideas happen. And I like consciously almost have to tell myself like, okay, turn off the filter, the, the no filter and just, okay, this is an idea. This is an idea. This is an idea. And sometimes I'll write them down. Sometimes I'll type it up. Sometimes I'll try and draw little designs or something for it. But I'll just let all of those things happen inside of that creative time that I, that I'm, that I'm putting into paper or, or building or whatever it is that that's happening. Yeah. The, the inspiration in various forms is important. I think it's the fuel of your creativity. That's what helps you to stay creative and be creative in different ways. So finding the different sources that are good for you, helping to ignite that creativity and keep you going, whether it's looking online at, at images or trying to recreate something that so you saw someone else do, that is what we talked about earlier. You're actually doing something rather than sitting back and saying, oh man, I really wish I could do that. Okay, try your best to do that. You're actually going to be in the act of doing something that's going to hopefully ignite different ideas and, and you can kind of, like you said, shut off your filter and just try to explore the different things that come to you as 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 you're, you're, you're trying. But also at the end of the day, even if you end up still kind of stuck because you I didn't identify the roadblock correctly you were still doing the thing so you got some practice in and I don't think it can hurt to actually be engaged in it it's going to be able to help you as well so finding different sources of inspiration and engaging in those activities whatever they may be that help you to stay inspired is, is vital it's key to staying inspired which is again in turn going to fuel that creativity 
And you know, for me, I'll, and I'll, I'll, it will can end with this one, a practical tip, something that I have done for, for years now is I do it a little bit differently now, but I used to keep a, like a little notepad and pen in my pocket all the time. And if I, whatever, I saw something and that would make me think of something else and I would just jot down a little idea. It would be kind of like my idea notebook. Sometimes I'd write to-dos in it or shopping list or something, but more often than not, it was my idea list. And I had a physical notepad I would have in my pants pocket. I would had a little pin that would, you know, it was a space pin. It folds in half or not folds in half, but, uh, you know, makes it real small as it fits in the pocket. Write it down, little idea. Now, I, I, I really, I, I think we talked about this before, but I use Notion for a lot of things. And so on my phone, on my iPad, on, on all my on my devices, I have like a quick note section where I can jot down an idea and just put it in there in Notion and then I can leave it to sort into a specific location later on. Um, but I think that having some way of jotting down a, a quick idea is essential. David Allen, the author of um, Getting Things Done, he, he mentions that ideas, or the, your brain is not for storing ideas, it's for having ideas. And so your brain will come up with ideas, but you, 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 know, you might think, oh yeah, I'll remember that later on. And then the time comes, and I'm sure you've done this, the time comes for you to actually remember whatever it was that you thought about earlier and you can't remember it because your brain is really good at coming up with ideas, not so great at storing those ideas. And so my workaround for that is I would come, I would have some way that I can physically take that note down. Even on my, on my watch, my Apple watch, I think it's called Bear Notes um, is the app, but I, I have a little, a little thing that I can, I can talk to to create an, a note in that app. So that, again, I have, have that as, a, as an idea vault that just is there with me whenever I need it. If I ha- have a spark of imp- inspiration, instead of trying to remember, or hope that I can remember later on, I know that I won't. So I just put that information down somewhere and then I know later on that I, I have these various places that I can go to check in on those to see if there's any notes or ideas or creative inspiration that I can capitalize on for later on. Yes, sir. I remember that notebook. Leather bound and beat up and well used. It's in my pocket all the time. So again, this was our our talk into about creativity and and specifically about overcoming creative blocks. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, be prestigious.